There is a health and safety element to flooding on the Mississippi River that we may not think about. The river's rise may jeopardize the water supplies of individuals and cities along its banks and some other repercussions as well. Joining me is Patty Ruff, who's from Clayton County up in the northeastern part of the state. She is the county sanitarian and zoning administrator. Ms. Ruff, I've worked with you before, and I do appreciate your expertise in this area, but what troubles you the most about the water getting as high as it is right now? What troubles me the most is potentially contaminating private wells, in particular those, the floodwaters that can overtake those wellheads and um, get into the wells themselves. That poses, I believe, probably the highest danger for folks if they're not aware of what bacteria, E. coli, and the dangers that can lie in those contaminations as it comes into their private wells for drinking water. Have you put out a boil order or anything in your county? Um, we don't do a boil order, um, and to my knowledge, I don't think any of our little municipalities have either along the river. Um, they have not had any floodwaters contaminate their public water supply. Um, we don't issue boil orders because it's an individual property-to-property -property case. Um, over the years, because of different regulations come forth and floodplain requirements, hopefully a lot of those private wells, for instance, out on Abel and Essman Island, hopefully those wellheads are up high to where they're not going to get the floodwaters in. But I do know some that are not, and, and so obviously they would pose a, a risk at that point. It just has to um, come down to the fact that people are cognizant of what they have and if those floodwaters indeed are over their wellhead. The um, pressure of that river, uh, and I get this from one of the guys who installs the uh, septic systems, he says can change the flow of what goes through your septic system. Could you, uh, do you agree with that and could you elaborate on it? There's two things that can happen in a flood with a septic. One, if you happen to have a new septic tank or if you've just had the septic tank pumped prior to the floodwaters coming in, it can create pressure underground through water seepage. And unfortunately, if that tank is not anchored down, it can pop the tank actually out of the ground. I spoke to a resident where we had that concern, and I'm, I'm hoping and fingers crossed that that does not happen. Um, I also talked to the contractor, and, and we plan to fix the problem after the floodwaters recede if that is the case. The other thing that can happen is over time, again, from ground seepage, even if you don't have those floodwaters over top of your system, you can get enough groundwater seepage in that it's going to saturate your secondary treatment like your lateral field that you would have after your septic tank. When that happens and it becomes so saturated, things start naturally backing up the system because you don't have that leaching out that you normally would have. And so you have the potential of your, your sewage and your septic backing all the way up into your house, which poses a lot of health risks when that does happen. Uh, 
you are not immune to this. I understand at the beginning of the flood, you had to move a few things to get them out of the way. <laughs> I did. I had to move my camper. A lot of us um, enjoy the river, but it's not our primary home, so we can wait until things go down. Now, I was thinking mechanically, if you had a septic tank that popped up, it would rip up your connections, and so it just can't settle back in and work. You would have to go in and check that, I would think. But otherwise, if the river goes down and you didn't get it backing up in your house, you should be able to go back to normal at some point. How do you know when that is? When the water starts to recede, as long as the water level in your leach field is lower than the house. So if as long as there's not water still over top of your lateral field, if it's now receded and it's it's backing off and you don't have water around your property, so the water level is lower than that, then you should start be able to use your system again. However, I'll throw a caveat out there, it may take some time because of the saturation it's going to be underwater for a number of days. And so that saturation may take a number of days to get back to normal. It may not hurt to call a you know certified installer of septics just to come to check your system out, just to make sure that there wasn't any settling that would happen between any of the connections, um, just to double check to make sure that there was for some reason there wasn't undue pressure on your tank and causing cracks or, you know, like I said, undue settling with the tank itself, too. Um, it may not hurt to have someone actually come out and inspect it. Could I ask you about checking your water after the flood if you just wanted to be safe about it? You know, if you've got babies, children, et cetera, and you want to make sure it's okay at your vacation home and the water's good to drink. In your county, how can people do that? They can contact my office at any time. Um, I am actually in the process of stocking up on testing kits because I know I'm going to be doing a lot of testing after the fact. And it's always good if you have had floodwaters around your home, even if it did not get into your well, just be on the safe side and, and call my office and schedule a time that I can come out and test your water. We test for total coliform bacteria, E. coli, and nitrates. And those are the, the big three, I call them. Um, and our standards with the EPA it has to be on bacteria and E. coli absent or zero in order to be safe to drink. And the nitrate level, it just has to be below 10 milligrams per liter for all folks to be able to drink, including infants under the age of six months. So it's always good, especially if you haven't done it for a while, now is the perfect time to get your water tested after the flood recedes. So if you're hearing this from any other county, what department would be about uh, sanitation? Yeah, the, most of them it would be the, the county sanitarian would be the one. And it varies from county to county here in Iowa. It may be under the public health department at the county. Otherwise, they may be a standalone department. What if people are in a city and they're getting city water? Are they monitoring this that uh, and would let people know if they were compromised? Yes, they they do, I believe, monthly testing, and they may even be doing weekly testing right now. 
the, for instance, I have one municipality that has asked its residents to restrict water usage. They have multiple wells, but there's one well in particular that thankfully because of the lowering of the crust, I don't b believe is going to be compromised. Um, but the minute they know anything is wrong, they would initiate a boil order at that time. And you see that through, throughout the year um, from city to city, sometimes that happens. Just either work that has been done on their um, water lines or if something had failed you know, through the actual system with the, with the, um, the water well itself. Uh, I mean, things happen, but they are always on top of it and are doing checks every day. Make sure folks are understand that there are dangers once the floodwaters recede and maybe just throw out there that everyone's current on their tetanus shots because cleanup sometimes can get messy. <laughs> so, you know, and scrapes and cuts can happen. So that would be my only other thing that I'd maybe throw out there. Well, Ms. Ruff, we appreciate that very much. Uh, Patty Ruff, who is the uh, County Sanitarian and Zoning Administrator for Clayton County in Northeast Iowa. Thank you, and uh, I'd ask you to stay busy, but I don't think you're going to have any problem doing that. Nope, I don't think so either. <laughs>